Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D, and we are happy to be back, starting off the new year with a new episode. And we know that we have been out of the studio for a couple couple months, and we apologize about that, but new year, new us. Don't worry, we're coming at you with some oh, crazy stuff this episode. We did. Earlier in the week, I hit up Vic and was like, we gotta do an episode this week so we are back down in the studio recording a new episode today super excited to be starting our new year with you guys appreciate that so much we hope you guys had a really good holiday um big shout out to everybody actually for for <laughs> actually coming back to listening to us so we pre- we pre- we appreciate the patience until we came back into the studio so are we wanting to start with comments or alcohol um i want to start with alcohol before we get into the comments because it had it has been a bit since we... Is this a new batch of mead? This is a new batch of mead. I made this one. I opened it up for um, New Year's, mm-hmm. and it was stupid, stupid, stupid good. And I knew I wanted to share this with you. Ellie's going to be so mad that I'm giving <laughs> any of this away. Uh, Vic, uh, Vic has taught me a lot about the brewing of mead uh, and the process that goes through that. And I discovered that actually in the process of brewing mead, it makes your house look like a meth lab. <laughs> it doesn't look like a meth lab. Red dark vats of liquid with tubes and stuff and bubbles and stuff just sitting in a random room that you were staying that, out of. That, that is, is the correct. That is, I stay it, out of it because it's supposed to be you supposed to be kept dark. The only difference between that room and a meth lab was your room smelled nicer. That's about it. It doesn't have that. Give this a taste and tell is, me okay. how amazing. Okay, it is. Cheers, 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 cheers. New year, new new us. Mm. So, so it tastes better than it smells. No, oh, that's the <laughs> thing. Like the scent, like when we were when we were uh, bottling this, the only thing we could smell was like the alcohol. Yeah, it smells like nail polish remover. Just so you know, but it but tastes the taste really is good. Amazing. I will admit to you that it does. It is. It's got this very sweet. Mm. It's a honey cherry and cranberry. Mm. It does. It tastes like, like it looks like terrible cough syrup coming at you. It kind of does look like that. But then once you get in your mouth, you're like, oh, it's not so bad. This is actually kind of nice. This is actually. <laughs> not so bad. This stuff's A+. plus. you get past the horrible smell. Okay, let's do some comments. Mm. Don't drink that too fast. It'll knock you on your butt. It's pretty strong. Well, that's the problem because it tastes so good. That's why I gave you a half glass. I know. <laughs> All right, uh, our last episode, uh, if you have not checked it out, we covered the Bargeist, uh, which is really cool, awesome, spectral black dogs uh, that have appeared all throughout the world. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dingus Egg, I wanted to make sure that I was reading that right, or Dingus Egg, says, it sounds very similar to an Inugami, a Japanese dog yokai, it could also be created through certain unpleasant rituals and had to be appeased, or it would turn on the property owners due to violent way the violent way that they were created. Yeah, I don't know a. I I, I know enough to be familiar with the word, but I don't know that much about specifically Inugami to like really know how similar they are. I remember at one point reading a book on yokai and thinking, this is. Kind of similar to the whole church grim thing, but I don't remember what those similarities were now. I mean, there's a lot of things with dogs where if you do not appease them, they will just turn violent and tear up your house. Uh, Also, also FYI, too. My dog honestly views my trash can standing up as offensive (laughs) uh, and just feels to correct that all the time. Austin Lee says... This was fantastic. I've started listening to your podcast at work, and OMG, it makes my shifts fly by. So there is a difference between Hellhounds and Bargeist question? Okay. In a way, yes, and in a way, no. Um, they, they fulfill enough similarities and mythical roles that one could say that they are the same thing. But on the other hand, um, they come, they pop up in different like mythological points 
and will sometimes have little tidbits of additional lore. Mm-hmm. So the answer is they're kind of the same and kind of different depending on how you want to dig into myth and how you want to approach myth. I generally approach myth from the angle of believing that these are multiple cultures describing the same thing. But if I want to nitpick at, at all the different uh, writings on them, I could probably find something to contradict it to. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they're all describing a similar thing, often in appearance, but some of the lore and explaining the behavior of what they do to, can be different yeah. depending upon the region of where you're at. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's, that's my best answer is kind of. Yeah, sure. You know. Um, Tunguska Lumberjack, one of my favorite commenters, says, A psychopomp is an entity who escorts the soul to the land of the dead. Various mythical figures are sometimes considered to be psychopomps, such as Anubis, Mercury, Hermes, and many others. Valkyries are essentially a form of psychopomp, as well as the black dogs in some cultures, uh, whippoorwills, ravens, and vultures, and others. It's a really widespread belief that is assigned to different figures worldwide, and they all share the same job. Basically, the Grim Reaper is the most popular manifestation of the psychopomp. Great episode, guys. Thanks. Wow, I really wish I was able to describe it that precisely (laughs) (laughs) and, like, that well. That put my description to shame. That that was just really good. Like, I feel, because I really want to know, can I just just take that and just copy and paste that? Into the past? Yeah, no, into the, (laughs) no, yeah, you know, into the description uh, for the Bargeist episode, because you did a, you did a very good job. That's a really good explanation. That's a really good explanation. That's such a good explanation. I'm pretty sure that kids are going to copy that and try to pass that off as their own (laughs) answer uh, in school for papers. So, good job. Good job, buddy. Uh, Avis Rex, the Dark Phoenix. Patron said, uh, at long last, it brightens my day to see a new video and even more when the video involved my art. Thank you so much for providing the art for this. He did. Uh, Avis Rex, he provided the the wolf uh, outline for this. We appreciate it a lot. And if you ever want to see a lot more of Avis Rex's stuff, they post, like, all their art on our Patreon. Yes, yes. It's all amazing. <laughs> Very good stuff. So we always appreciate uh, all of the great work he does for the channel. Thank you so much. All right, so uh, when deciding the topic for this episode... I chose. Yes, Vic would not let me throw any ideas out. I, I was told to come unprepared uh, to, to the, to for today's episode. The, there's something that we've been kind of prepping on, but every time we talk about doing it, it gets pushed back. So I've been prepping on this for quite a while, and we're going to break from kind of our normal routine here, and I'm going to tell you guys a story. <laughs> And I, I told Marcus to just, like, don't look into this. I want you to be, like, just a blind observer on this one. Just ask the questions that come natural to you. And we're going to be talking about the testimony of Sister Corrine. And it ties into something I've talked about before, mainly for on the patron stuff, but I think I've talked about it a little bit on the channel, which is the Marine Kingdom. Basically, the idea that there's this secret underwater satanic kingdom of water spirits. I know the rest of you were like me and was like, oh, we're going to talk about mermaids. Oh, no, Satanic Kingdom. Never mind. No, no, okay, no. this took no, up. Uh, the Satanic Kingdom has a lot of mermaids in it. We'll, they'll come up. <laughs> like, they'll come okay. up. Oh, there's, <laughs> there there's Satanic mermaids now? Yes, they are Satanic mermaids. <laughs> like, okay. A bit of a spoiler alert. This story gets very odd and has some pretty, like, <laughs> cast in shade on anyone who's not part of the evangelical movement. That's just part of the folklore of this. If that bothers you, I really suggest maybe stepping out right now. The other thing is, if you are a strong believer of the Marine Kingdom, which although I find it fascinating, I personally am not, and this will not be like (laughs) the most friendly, this is definitely true sort of discussion. If you really believe strongly, you're not gonna like what I have to say on it, and you might want to go ahead and step back. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not t- necessarily talking about like the Marine Kingdom or whatever. You're, I'm not talking about like hail Satan fish people like underwater. I mean, I have been a staunch believer in mermaids for the longest time. Okay. Even got duped by that faux documentary that came out when we whenever we were in college. Mermaids, sure, perhaps. There's definitely some biological tur- hurdles, but maybe they're not biological. Mm. But there's a lot of lore to this, like underwater satanic kingdom and i personally don't buy it but it is fascinating it is a very strange fascinating ride but i'm not buying it (laughs) (laughs) okay 
So you ready? Oh, I'm 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 all you had you had me at satanic fish people. <laughs> satanic fish people. Okay. So as far as sources, there's not a lot on it. <gasps> no. There's there's basically just a Texas speech device story that is supposedly from the account of this sister Kareen. The story implies that it takes place somewhere on the east coast of Africa, but I'm not really exactly sure where. And it's been very hard to kind of figure that part out. Now, is, when you say sister, are you talking like a nun, or are you talking like the way like the introduction is Puritan phrase sister? It's not exactly made clear. And there's a few things in this that are going to be like that, where it's not exactly made clear. My inference is that it is a non-Catholic christian role gotcha i'm definitely not catholic because this comes across very anti-catholic oh oh good i was just i was was worried for a minute i told you trigger (laughs) warning on pretty much everything so the story starts out with this girl kareen she has gotten through uh catholic school she has gone through high school on a catholic scholarship and has done incredibly well she talks about how much of a diligent student she was and how much effort she poured into it and that the only reason she was able to even go to school was based on a grant. But now she's graduating, and she has won a scholarship to go to school in Canada and pursue a degree. And she really, really, really wants to do this. Mm-hmm. This is like a big goal for her. Did she say what her degree was in? No, she never clarifies what she wants to study. Just that she had won a um, scholarship to go, and it's basically a full-ride scholarship with one exception. The transportation is not covered in it. Oh. Now, her family's very, very poor, and she has no clue how to get the money. And she goes to her parents, and they talk about it, and they're like, no, we couldn't we couldn't even raise a fraction of what it would take to get you this. And her parents basically encourage her to maybe give up on this idea because it's probably not going to happen. And this isn't terribly uncommon, I know, with a lot of different types of things where maybe they'll, they'll pay for it if you can get there. Yeah. Okay. So, Kareen's pretty upset. She's kind of falling into a bit of despair, and she's at the um, hair salon where she's just kind of venting to one of her friends, explaining the situation that she's stuck in. Well, along with her friend is her friend's cousin. And her friend's cousin goes, well, I think I know someone who just might be able to help. Of course, she's pretty excited about this idea because she's at the end of her rope. He says that he goes to a special church. That in yep. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. In their church, no one's poor. The preacher can do miracles. Everyone has everything they need, and he can literally make money appear. This predatory behavior on poor Catholic people. <laughs> and she's, you know, pretty skeptical of this because I mean, it's it's a it's a little hard to buy. Right. But he's like, wait, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to dial him up right now. So he dials him up on the phone, gives it to her. She has this very short conversation with the preacher who basically says, don't worry, come to the church. I'm going to help you. And she's like, okay, this isn't anything weird or occulty or anything. He's like, no, 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 we're just a regular church. We do the Bible and everything. Don't worry about it. I would like to put an asterisk here in this part of the story for people to remember when we've talked about cults before that no cults claim they're a cult. <laughs> like just, just so you know, like just so asking that question, they're always going to tell you no. So her and the cousin basically head over that evening. And when they get there, um, she's like, well, I didn't notice anything odd about the church. It just seemed like a church with a few changes that, you know, I'm not really used to. And she describes that there's candles in the church and there's incense in the church. And the architecture is a little different with more statues and things like that. Wait, 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 wait. The Catholic girl wasn't used to the incense in there? She is not a Catholic. Oh. She went on a Catholic scholarship. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, I'm sorry. But her church is not a Catholic church. Okay, it, gotcha. it doesn't clarify what her church is at this point. It does clarify that gotcha. she's Christian. Gotcha. <clears throat> so she gets in there, and she's basically, there's a bit of a side in the interview where she takes a moment to clarify, don't go to churches that use incense and candles. And they, they never say Catholic, <laughs> but they pretty heavily imply that this happens in all Catholic churches. I've been to Catholic sermons before, and I've never had preachers conjure money. 
<laughs> but maybe I went to the wrong ones. I was like, beware churches with incense and candles and extra books. Yeah. <laughs> so the preacher meets her, and he seems like a nice guy. He takes her into the back room, and as they're walking back, he's like, okay, we're going to have to have a bit of a talk before we really do this. You need to understand what's happening here. And I want to clarify, this is all above board Christian-wise. Uh, yeah, because what you're sounding like is someone who's about to be sex trafficked. Like, like, like let's be honest. You're preferencing that. Like, this is what happens right before that. He's like, here's a few things you're going to need to know. First, these things that we're going to conjure right. are not demons. They are ancient spirits that are pre-Abrahamic, and they're just here to help humans out. And she's like, okay, I don't really remember this in any of the Bibles, but, you know, I'm desperate, sure, let's, th- let's roll the dice. You know, there were demons that were on Earth be- be- before Abraham. But right. he clarifies that that's not <laughs> like, who they are. It's like, not them. This is someone totally different. Like, <laughs> it might okay. seem like that, but it's totally but different people. Gotcha. So the next thing he says is, can you visualize a spirit? And surprisingly, without a beat, she's just like, no, I, I, that's not something I can. And he's like, okay, that's that's fine. Uh, but you can at least talk to one. And she's like, um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so her, the preacher, and the cousin go into this back room with all these statues. And she's kind of looking away from the situation as the cousin and the priest basically start conjuring this entity. And she says that she notices the statues in the room start to move. And then she senses a presence. She feels like suddenly someone new is in the room with them. And she can hear them moving, but she's not turning around to look. She's kind of scared at this point. And she hears this new voice introduce itself and greet the um, the priest uh, kind of friendly, friendlyly and uh, the cousin as well. And then it introduces itself to her. And she doesn't respond. And it starts to get a little cranky about this. And eventually, her not knowing what to say, she doesn't really <laughs> know what's going on. She's like, I don't know if this is an angel. I don't know if this is God. Apparently, she's forgotten the whole thing about this being some sort of underwater spirit that's pre abraham And basically goes, uh, uh, father. <laughs> and the thing loses his mind. It's like, why are you calling me father? Why did you just do this? That's it. Who, who's this person you brought in here for me to see? You know, that, that kind of sounds like maybe a offensive term to a demon. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Well, whatever this was, it was offended by you know, it. Sorry. I'm also having to, like, do the thing, like, in a scary movie, like, where that person screams at the audience, like, run, chick, run! Like, from that. And basically says, okay, you've already offended me. I just met you, and I already hate you. I'm going to take you to my underwater kingdom and watch you drown. So she kind of freaks out and pushes the cousin who brought her here, and her and the priest start to apologize for her. Basically like, oh, no, she's going to be this really great devotee to you. This is going to work out really well. Just give her a chance. Give her a chance. She's new. Don't murder her. Just give her a moment. And basically they placate the spirit, and he's like, well, okay. Is she willing to follow the rules? And she's like, what, what rules? He's like, you want money. I can already tell you want money from mm-hmm. me. And I'm going to give you more money than you want. And I'm going to teach you how to use that money. But I have rules. And she's like, okay, I'll follow your rules. And he's like, okay, there's two of them. The first one, our covenant is secret. No one knows about it that's outside the church. And she's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We're doing some kind of shady back alley money deal with a spirit. Sure. Like I I assumed you wouldn't want me telling anybody about your guys' super secret spirit club. (laughs) The other rule was that she's not allowed to attend any of the sermons of the evangelical or um, revival movement. And this catches her off guard. And she's like, wait a minute, Mr. Water Spirit thing. I was told this is regular church and we're going to do regular church stuff. Also, who uses that language? That is specifically the language. Oh, it's going to come up multiple times in the course of this story. I don't think the average person even could even name a church like that I, I, my, maybe i'm wrong I'm, I'm, i assume our listeners are smarter than most people that's why i assume but but yeah no there's going to be a big focus on the evangelical and revival churches during the course of this story but he's like you are not allowed to attend those you're not allowed to go near them you have no interaction with them and she's like whoa 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 here buddy you told me this is all above board and it's all christian stuff why what what's up with this and the water is just basically like 
I just told you I was going to give you a bunch of money, <laughs> and I just have two freaking rules. Thank Are you me. seriously going to talk back to me right now? You ungrateful. I just, th- I just threatened person. to drown you, and you're still going to talk back to me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, yeah, sure. I guess I don't really go to them anyways. Uh, I'll just double make sure I don't go to them now. He's like, okay. <clears throat> now that we have that settled, here's your money. And he gives her almost double what she originally asked for. But then clarify something. But you've taken up too much of my time now. This conversation took more than it should have. And I'm starting to dry out. And he explains that the water spirits aren't really meant to be on land. It's not something that they can really do naturally. Just like you can't take a human and throw him at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. They just don't do that well up here. And they need some special stuff. Now, she's going to go to the market right now. <laughs> and buy four of these special perfumes. And you're going to bring them back to me at this specific time. And he gives a very specific time that it has to be brought back. She doesn't trust incense, but she trusts perfumes. Well, I mean, there's this kind of, yeah, you're going to do this or I drown you fair, sort of vibe fair, to the story. Fair. I, you know, I guess she is doing this under duress. And she's basically like, I... I, I just got money. I'm not going to use it on perfume. And the priest right. basically intercedes again. And goes, don't worry, don't worry. I'll pay for it. I'll go with you. I right. will help you find the people. Just, just chill out. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you the perfume because you kind of get this feeling that the priest and the cousin, at a certain point, realize maybe they didn't bring the best person to this, and they're just trying <laughs> not to upset the spirit anymore. Well, I mean, you got to be able to convince. You got to be willing. You got to find somebody who's willing to come to your back, dark, secret, occulty, you know, room. I, I don't know a whole lot of people that are going to fall for that. I'm just saying I'm just saying so beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. And another note to throw in here, uh, things like perfumes and fragrances Aromatics, and yeah. waters, they, they can be very big in African occultism. Absolutely. So this already has like a pretty occulty vibe for this. Yeah. Excuse me. And he explains that these perfumes that you buy in these markets aren't just regular perfumes. Right. They're actually essences from sirens and mermaids and other underwater creatures that allows them to stay on the surface and survive. That's hardcore. <clears throat> yeah. He's sending her to get wait, he's sending her to get perfumes from the ground up essences of sea creatures. That's uh, from mythical sea creatures. That's Yeah, pretty much. That's hardcore, man. That's ooh. So they go off, they buy this, they come back, give it to him, and he's like, Okay, okay. You have your money, but you're going to be coming back. We're going to have more conversations. I think you have potential, and I might be passing you out to my higher-ups. Mm. So she starts to get the hang of uh, the new changes to her life. The first thing she realizes is this. The money, she can't use it for anything except for two things. If she goes to buy herself a soda with it, the money vanishes. She can't buy her plane ticket with it. She can't do anything with this money except for... She can give it away to people. And she's told that she now has this special power. When she gives someone money or if someone gives her money, and that can even be a, uh, here's $10, can you give me change? Isn't that one of the the things about about voodoo? Like you can't do something for yourself. You can only do something for other people. Um, There there are aspects of it, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That kind of thing just reminded me just a little bit about that. Like, you can do something for yourself, but you can't do something for somebody else. Or sorry, yourself, but you have to do it for somebody else. Yeah, and basically it gets explained to her this. What you're doing is, and I don't know why they use this term, it's probably a local turn of phrase, you're stealing their stars. And it's clarified Hmm. that stars are basically your luck and prosperity potential. Um, Or these are the gifts that God is going to put out there for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you take money from one of them, if you give one of them money, boom, she now has all your stars. And then she passes them on to, you know, the, the underwater kingdom, so they have all their stars. It's, a, it's, it's like Pokemon, but stars. I, I know, yeah. So that's part of what her role is with this money now. The other thing she's found out is anyone who's fallen under this sort of spell where they've lost their stars, mm-hmm. she can now just tell them to do something, and they have no will to stop her. Mm. She calls it dominate, which is like kind of straight from the vampire, the masquerade role playing game. (laughs) (laughs) But she now has this power to just kind of mind controlling these people. And she's now done it with her parents, like giving them some money with her brother and sisters and things like that, where she's now gained control of most of the people around her. And a lot of the people just that are out there. 
So she starts kind of rolling on, but she's still very concerned at this point about getting her money. And she keeps bringing this up to the people who aren't necessarily the actual spirits, but the higher-ups. And they keep telling her, like, you just need to keep working with us. you got to keep working with us. Keep working the program. You'll get it. Because one of the things is these evangelical and revival churches are out there hindering our magic. Because We, we need to deal with them. <laughs> don't go near them because they could smell water demons. <laughs> Apparently. You know, they can smell water spirits. Like you, just, you didn't know that about, you didn't know that about just uh, evangelicals. They just go, it's a water spirit. It's a pre-Amrahamic <laughs> water spirit that's in here. I know that, you know. Like I've never been in one, but I assume that's my that's probably what's going to happen if you walk in. So she eventually gets to the point where she's high enough that she can talk to someone in charge. And she's going to go and actually meet with one of the sirens, which is apparently someone who, it's not exactly described the stations of these creatures in this particular story, but it's pretty clear that this one's way more in charge than the one that she was working oh, with. Oh, head siren. And she has to go to, like, the capital. And go to this special church, and once again, they basically don't—they don't ever say Catholic, but they basically describe a Catholic church. Like she goes to the capital, what? She goes to the capital of whatever country she's in, because it's oh, never really clarified. Okay. And she explains that there's, um, like, they hold a lot of power in the capital, and that they have a lot of churches in the capital, and things like that. I would absolutely believe the United States Congress is under the sway of underwater sea demons. I maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, she gets there to this special meeting. This is just basically a meet and greet sort of thing here. And she's brought up to this siren. And the siren just kind of conjures out of, well, she describes that there's this coffin-like thing if, around the area where um, the preacher preaches from. And she wasn't really familiar with seeing it. <clears throat> I'm assuming this is a Catholic altar, but it's not ever fully described. And she can sense that there's a connection between this siren and this um, altar. And she can feel like it's power coming and going from there. Mm -hmm. And she won't look at this entity in their uh, in her eyes. She just can tell this person's incredibly beautiful and is some sort of supernatural monster. And she <laughs> basically goes to meet her, but she won't look her in the eyes. And um, the siren's like, why won't you look me in, in the eyes? And she's like, uh... I, I don't know. I just can't bring myself to do it. Look me in my eyes. I, 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 I'm just not sure. I'll give you everything you want. I don't think the eyes are the problem in a siren, if I remember that correctly. No, it's usually like, the voice. Yeah, like I, was like, I don't think that, what is she, a vampire? This is a vampire siren? I think it might be. But basically, she's like, I'll give you everything you want. Just look me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And she ends up just kind of drawing her hard line. Well, okay. So one thing I one thing I will say is that is a common that is a common element when you have angelic and demonic beings like through the Bible is is there is he, is man's inability to be able to see see it like they cast their eyes on them they can't bring to themselves to look at the awe of that so I don't know how much that's influencing this I mean it may very well that's be. just a that's just a detail that I just that just <laughs> seems to stick out to me so. She's basically like, okay, okay, you don't want to look me in, that, in my eyes right now, but I think you have potential. Just think about it. Just go home, think about it. I'm your new contact. Me and you are working together now. <laughs> don't listen to that other pregame, that, that water. Listen to me. I'm the one that you need to listen to. I mean, it's pretty clear this one's way more in charge, <laughs> way more in charge than that other guy. And she basically goes home. She keeps doing her thing, keeps trying to get to the main, but she has um, a direct line to this person now. Mm -hmm. uh, she says that she knows that this entity is under the ocean, but she can still somehow call her, and it'll come up like uh, a phone number from her country. They'll have like all the right uh, phone codes and things like that. Right. Um, and she does a bit of a side at this point to say, these underwater spirits can, quote unquote, shoot you through the phone. Now, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that caught me off guard. <laughs> Now, it's never clarified if she means they can shoot you with some sort of magic power that can bring you under their like, control, or literally they can shoot you with yeah, a gun. Like it's the, not clarified. Like they're demonic, like they're demonic, uh, like the Soldier Boys song, like Kiss Me Through the Phone, like shoot you through the phone. Like, yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. going to worry about them. <laughs> so she takes this aside to explain uh, never answer any numbers that you don't know. 
Only answer people that are on your contact. If you see an unfamiliar number, don't answer it because there's a good chance it's like someone from the subterranean kingdom cold calling you to shoot you, which maybe means a gun or maybe means magic. (laughs) I mean, I think just good. I think it's just good advice not to answer calls you don't know. (laughs) But now I have an extra reason not to do that now. And, like, she explains that she has to make sure, like, her mom, her dad, her brother, her sister, none none of them answer her phone. Just in case it's them, because she's convinced that, like, they will shoot them, which, like I said, maybe is bullet, maybe is magic. I I, I just don't know. So she's now in regular contact with um, this more powerful water spirit. And she eventually gets called in to say, hey, I need you to return now and come talk to me. We have something important to do. So she arrives at the big major temple once again in the capital. She's taken back into this back room and basically watches her kind of conjure into existence as this like beautiful woman, along with these two like hybrid mermen. They kind of describe them as being hybrid humans with uh, very beautiful Uh. male upper halves in like kind of like a snake fish like lower half. I, I imagine an eel, I don't know if it's accurate. But that, that's, the, that's the sort of sense I get out of it. So she's, And she motions over to this magic mirror. And she shows um, an image of this specific priest that's part of the evangelical movement. And through the magic mirror, she can see that he has this flaming crown. And she's like, what, what's up with that? Oh, all evangelicals have them. There's some sort of evil protection magic that keeps us from controlling them. That sounds like something like Eric Carmen says. Like, yeah, talking it, about it, Jews yeah. having their Jew gold around their neck. It's like all evangelical priests, they have a flaming crowd that they hide. Each and every single one of them. We know you have that. <laughs> but she basically goes on to, like, just say, they get this power from the Holy Spirit. Who is evil? <laughs> and... There's this bit of a lore dump at this point where it's explained that, like, when they say God, like, actually part of their summoning ritual to mm-hmm. call them into the world to interact with mm-hmm. is the Lord's Prayer. Oh, that's, yes. how you, that's how you summon them. Mm-hmm. But at this point, she learns what is meant by the Lord's Prayer and why these guys will sometimes say God is love or things like that, where it kind of seems like maybe they shouldn't be saying that. Mm-hmm. It gets revealed that when they see God, they mean Satan. Oh, because okay. <laughs> Satan's their God. So gotcha. when you say the Lord's Prayer, you're not actually saying it to God. God, you're saying it to Satan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of weird stuff like that. And deliver us from evil. That's Christian God. That's who that, <laughs> that's who that is. Deliver us from evil, and by that I mean be, be evil. <laughs> so. At this point, she, she's been involved in this for a tick. Now, she's not that shaken by this idea. She's kind of willing to go ahead with it. I would also like to point out at this part of the story that I cannot believe that Canada's student loans are so hard to get. People <laughs> are having to turn to, to underwater pre-Abrahamic spirits. Like that, it's, it's so it's difficult all, to go to college in Canada. Like all, Our American privilege is showing here, Vic. It's what you gotta do, man. I know, it's, it's like it's do. so hard to go to college in Canada. I'm assuming everyone who has a degree from Canada had to go through this process, like, too. Right. You think, it would just, you think just maybe at this point an Uber just might have just been an easier drive. Or, just, or a Spirit, just a Spirit airline ticket. It's like $20 to fly on Spirit. As long as you're just able to hold your bag <laughs> And fly in the baggage. I mean, it probably would have been a better choice because she's making some bad decisions. Right. I just, I had to point that out that that it was, it was either apply to student loans in Canada or this. (laughs) (laughs) Seemed to be her options. So this lady that she's been working with, she gives her name. It's like Ariel or something like that. Like Ariel? It's something like Ariel. I actually have kind of blanked on the name right now, but. She tells her that she's one of the queens of the Atlantic. Now, this is a big theme in the um, the belief in the marine kingdoms, right, right. is that there are kings and queens of these various oceans. And it's kind of explained at this point, the stations of power. If the more water you have above what your kingdom is, that's your level of power. Mm-hmm. If you are a brook Spirit, you have almost no power. Yeah. If you're o- under the Marianas Trench, you're like freaking Goku. Your power level is right. way up there. 
That's right. If uh, you know, if you if you're a toilet spirit, yeah, you're just yeah, a peasant yeah, you, at that you point. Yeah, you don't got much power. <laughs> the, yeah, if you are a toilet spirit, you are the Krillin of uh, yeah. uh, of the underwater kingdoms. And it's basically explained. This person is not just very influential. She's pure on one of the queens, and she's like, and you, you're the person that I feel like has the most potential. You are the person I want to be working with on the surface. Now I have a present for you. And she gives her a thing of salt water. And she explains, this is water I've anointed and bathed my body in. This is something that's been very close to me. You need to go bathe in this. And then me and you are one. Like she gives her special water to go do that? Yeah, yeah. It's like she basically explains, this is my bath water that I've anointed myself with. I'm giving this to you. You know, this whole this whole thing... Does she do it? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself oh, here. Okay, well, fair. When we continue the story, we'll find out. Okay, okay. Okay, so she takes it, and she's not really sure what to do now, because she's realizing these guys kind of sound like bad guys. Right. And these it took guys... It this long to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is clearly a point of no return moment. Right. And she still hasn't got her damn money. <laughs> like they've given her more money, but it's all this magic money. Like she can give it away and stuff, but she can't spend any of it. So for the most part, she's done a whole lot of errands, a whole lot of work, and she's made nothing. Wow. Nothing. She does have some magical powers now, but she's made no money. Yeah. And she does still want to go to college because this is what you have to do to go to college. <laughs> right, right, right. This is what you got to do. It's that hard. And I want to save the rest of the story for a part two. I want to leave you guys on that cliffhanger with her holding that special water. Because if you think the story's pretty crazy now, I- I'm telling you, we're still at a simmer. We're still at a simmer. You know, the, the whole time you're talking to me about, like, this at, at this part of the story where you're talking about it, like, they really are demonizing evangelical, like, Protestant, like, New Age Christianity. But they still use the same method of conversion. That very person-centric element of evangelical Protestantism that you see that, you know, you can do this. You are special. Like, she sounds like an evil Joel Olstein a little bit while she's doing that. Having her go through a new baptism, in a sense, you know. The... The bad guys demonize the evangelical. Right, right. That's what but I'm saying. Spoiler alert: they're going to be the good guys in the story. Right, right, right. But I mean, but that's but that's sort of like what it. Even though they're they're vilifying that, there's still some similar common themes oh, yeah. of that that she seems to be going through. And there are some points that I wasn't ever able to fully understand because sometimes in the account she'll use words that I just have not figured out what the heck that word means. Um, it's like a, a mout or a moot or a mout, something like that. A moot. I know that that's a, that's a gathering of werewolves. I know that one. That's a moot. A moot. This is, this is one where it's some sort of position someone can have. I think it's a religious position, but I haven't been able to figure it out. Maybe you can figure it out because I'm bad at like figuring out spellings for things and a spelling's not given for it. You say a moot or a moot, like a M O T. I think it might be a, a mout. A mout. Um, but either way, like, I just, I haven't been able to figure out what that is, but whatever they are, supposedly they're involved with this too. Mm -hmm. But it has this very odd sort of thing where they won't, it's clearly some fairly anti, um, Catholic propaganda is worked in here, Mm -hmm. but they'll never specifically say it. They'll just kind of allude, but the illusion's so obvious (laughs) that they really probably could have just said it. Right, right. Like they had, like she hasn't gone through the ritual yet. For them to trust her enough to just start saying, yeah, and we hate them Catholic people too. Like, we just, we, they're out. One of the things I'm wondering is, since this is just saying slammed into a text-to-speech device, if she's saying Amon, and the text-to-speech device is not, like, translating that's true, it out. That's true, that like, well. the word out. Because yeah. if, you, if you put Amon in there, it would make the story still make sense. Because yeah. she kind of implies that this is another religious group that works with these people and that they're secretly Satanists. Now, and Amon, is, that's, a, that's, a, that's an Islamic position. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So that's and it would make sense because if they're if they're kind of using this narrative to slander everything but the evangelical movement, it would make sense. I think that she's if I had to make a guess as to where I think she's I think she is from I think she is from Africa. 
Oh, yeah, no, the story yeah, is yeah. definitely set... Okay, it doesn't say it's set in Africa, but it's definitely set in right, Africa. Right, right. My guess is, especially in the... I, my guess is this is somewhere North Africa. My guess, if I wanted to, If you want me to just pick a country, maybe Uganda? Maybe. I could see Uganda. I could also see, you know, just from listening to... I, um, Morocco is another... Is like, up in that up in that area, too, is another, is another type, like... That I that I think so as well. I don't know Morocco, Just, although they're not like overly Catholic, is very sympathetic of Europeans. Not everybody, but I mean, no, not everybody. But I mean, it's a whole country. You well, I'm not like you know this then, but I mean, but like, but I mean, I just I think the more North Africa you get, I think if they're if if, if she really is saying Amman like an Islamic title, that makes me think more North Africa yeah, than fair. South Africa is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I saying. don't think it's I could South be wrong, Africa. Like, so that's why I think it's more northern than that. Also, I'm pretty sure it's something on the Atlantic. So it, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. somewhere the on the West Coast, but it's just it's just not given in the story. And there's not enough context clues in the story for me to definitively say. Right, 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 right. I just know, like, revival movements and evangelicalism is really strong in Uganda. True, so that's the only true. reason I said probably Uganda. <laughs> true, true, true. So so what are, what are, what are some of your takeaways from from so far this part of the story like what okay first one of my big takeaways is this story is very consistent with other stories i've heard from this belief in the marine kingdom mm-hmm. um there's a lot of ways i could point out but it's going to kind of give spoilers for the next part right um but like for example the idea of um you you exchanging things with someone is a way for someone to like get what makes you special I've heard a lot of other people talking about the underwater kingdoms talk about that as well. One lady's like, oh, when you see those, when you go on vacation, you see children beggars, none of those are actually children. Every one of them's demons. <laughs> Every one of them wants your soul. And I'm just sitting here, like, listening to this person talk to me, like, that's sounds- else freaking hearing this? Yeah, that's this that- is freaking nuts. That's, that sounds like something that like a, a really rich person in a cult would say. I'm like, why'd you have these beggar children? They're demons. <laughs> it's like, man, oh, man, if you don't want to give them your money, you don't have to, but don't yeah. call them demons. <laughs> and like, so I, I've heard these themes echoed right. multiple times. Also, like the idea of these hierarchies. I've heard that from several different places. Um, there's this really strong belief that each of these kingdoms have these queens and the right. queens have immense control over um, basically everything in our uh, in our world. And we're going to be getting into, like, their intelligence, their capabilities, where their mm-hmm. science is, because th- we're, we're, we're still haven't turned right. it up to 10 on the craziness on this story. You're right. going to be learning about their secret science like, bases oh, it gets worse. Oh, it gets Oh, it gets deeper. This is, this is why you guys are going to be here for the next episode. Oh, we're, we're still in the shallow part yeah. here. This, I, this one had to be a, par- a two-parter. I think that this person <clears> – I think that this person – if it's real or like or not real, I think this person has a is 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 in an area that is strongly influenced by um, um, Christian missionaries, like like Protestant Christian Christian missionaries coming into like coming into an area, um, as as well as um, some other like some other culture that's clashing in this area. Well, one of the like, things that I, makes I, me I, yeah, pull I, it back to Central Africa mm-hmm. is that evil water spirits is yeah. a big part of Central African folklore. Yeah. Like I, I feel if you if you peel this story back so far, to me that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a it's it sounds like a clash between sort of like these two sort of like worldviews, and uh, and that's how a, how either this story or situation would play out. Like so. The, like, the thing that makes me put it in that far less likely to be true area, first, I just really hope this isn't true, but also I don't really think it's very likely because so much of this reads to me as propaganda, but at the same time, it's really well, fascinating propaganda with really solid folklore. Well, something that, okay, something that <clears throat> New Age evangelical Christianity does more than, say, Catholicism mm-hmm. is... They preach to the masses more about the existence of other paranormal entities that are out there. Like it's not denied in that that they exist. It's acknowledged that it's in, and it's just deterred that you go out there to experience it. So there's an acknowledgement of it in there, and so it doesn't really 
say like you know so like i i don't think that that completely like so that this type of situation is not true up to this point i don't know where we're going i was like we may go it, off the rails at this point but it's going to get weird it's going to get weird so um if you are a big believer in the marine kingdom hopefully i wasn't too harsh on you it's just i i you're, i'm sure you're a cool person it's just this story seems to be less likely than some of the other ones i've covered if you are a person that is struggling going to college don't turn to this. This uh, student loans she, are not that hard. She's actually like only trying to get like I think six thousand dollars, something like that. It's not like this insurmountably huge amount of money. And I'm just like, okay, I kind of feel like the amount of effort yeah. over the I think by this point where we're at in the story, she's been doing this for three months. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like maybe maybe you could have got that money. Yeah, like <laughs> you we did something started else. A, started a GoFundMe <laughs> or, or or something. You think that she would have been able to raise this money? I don't know. I definitely 3 months and no real money. Ah, that kind of seems I'm just, like a loss. I'm, well, I'm going to ask you guys like which would you rather take lump for school? What, who would you rather get your money from? The government or uh, underwater pre Abrahamic spirits like oh, <laughs> like where are you gonna t- like who are you gonna take like who's the lesser hard two- place yeah, right there who's man. the lesser of two evils I don't I don't know that uh... you're gonna choose between <laughs> in this situation man um what do you got man what do you guys think about the story so far I mean do you think Biden's student loan forgiveness extends to under- yeah, underwater <laughs> spirits. <laughs> I get, to be fair I can also see Biden just randomly just saying that it's like we need student loan debt relief. Especially for our underwater bases, the, just the Secret Service goes, shut up! <laughs> He's letting it out! Like in one of the... <laughs> what, are you, what, are you... what, what the funny thing is, I'm, I'm pro and he's con Biden. <laughs> well, I mean... To be fair, even if you're pro Biden, you pro. Oh no, no, I still think it's funny as hell. Yeah, that? yeah, I st- it still sounds like something that he would it's say. It's plenty fun to make right. fun of Biden. Right. But um, well, what do you guys think of the story so far? Do you guys, uh, you know, uh, what do you guys think? Would you would you, is this a deal you guys would take? Is this is there you know is there part of this story that me and Vic uh, didn't pick up on that you guys think that we uh, should take a closer look at as part of the story? Have you guys heard of this story so far? Oh, yeah, definitely post that. I'll be um, really impressed. Uh, high fives for anyone who's actually familiar with the story already. Virtual high fives. Um, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave a like, leave a review if you can somewhere. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you can. And hit that notification bell so that way you guys can stay up to date whenever we put out new content. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of our podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month to get the rest of this awesome episode as well as bonus content that we put up on our uh, on our Patreon. Uh, and you also get to join our Discord and hang out with the rest of the patrons and me and Vic on Discord. And that's be been really fun. fun yeah. Uh, and catch us and catch us in between. Uh, we we were talking during the break a little bit about what we're going to be doing with our poll. Uh, there's currently not a poll up there right now, but we are in the talks about how what we're going to do with the polls. Probably not going to disappear. Um, but if you are a patron, be on the lookout for the poll so you can vote on some themes for some possible upcoming episodes. Uh, and we'll post uh, an update for when that's ready. Um, but for our pillow talk, because uh, our awesome patron Dan Ward has uh, has come back. Uh, I thought that we could talk, and we're talking about underwater. I thought we could talk about an interesting cryptid uh, that came across my eyes. Uh, so one of my favorite things to do is I like to go across the the cryptid wiki and just start putting random words. If you put random words in there, you'll get some weird cryptids that you really wouldn't have thought that you would have uh, uh, that you would have known about. I'm not gonna lie; I've always had like a secret goal of covering everything on the crypto wiki. It's there's a lot that there's a lot that's on there. It's a good start to find. Like if you're looking for some really weird, obscure stuff, uh, and you've gone through all of our episodes first, because we definitely pull some that are definitely not on the wiki. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this bizarre story is definitely not the what we talked about. Underwater Satan fish people definitely is not on the cryptid wiki. Um, it's a good place to go, and I and, and sometimes it's a good place to get started. Um, for some interesting reads. Uh, but <laughs> the word that jumped out at me uh, a lot was the micro mermaid. Micro mermaid. I know. Uh, and uh, as you guys have always known, I've, been, we, like, I've just been fascinated with mermaids as just a cryptid or a humanoid. Uh, 
uh, my entire life. And much like Rick and Morty, you're chasing that mermaid puss. No, but you know what? This you know the funny thing about me? I am absolutely terrified of the movie The Little Mermaid. I cannot watch that movie. It scares the well, ever-loving shit out of me. Well, what? Ursula scared the shit out of me as a kid, and I used to have nightmares all the time about her and her.